Welcome into the Cold Pizza Sports Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Flat, and I am joined by Mr. Brayden Parrott and Mr. Sean Flat. How are you boys doing this evening? Sean? Doing good. Doing good. I'm doing great. Ready? Ready to get this thing going. I'm excited. Ready to talk some sports over some cold pizza? Yep. Cold pizza is the best pizza. All right. There is, doing? The, is there really any other kind of pizza? Uh, that's what I'm saying. So I think there's a lot of things happening in the sports world right now. Um, so I think probably the best thing to do, let's just kick it off with the NBA free agency because that's probably the thing that happened like first is when, when um, probably about a, well, was about a week or two ago, there's a lot of activity going on, even though there wasn't that many high profile free agents um, this off season, like there was last off season. There's a lot more movement last off season than there was, this offseason. So some of the key um, deals that I'll run through with you guys and you give me some feedback on what you think about these deals. So Anthony Davis actually today just signed a five-year, $190 million uh, extension to what he already had. And um, that's a that that's – I mean, that pretty much ties him to the franchise through the prime years of his career. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he's didn't LeBron didn't LeBron just sign a two year extension too? Yeah, I think his was yeah two years ninety million. Yeah, eighty five. Yeah, two year eighty five. Yeah, two year eighty five. And obviously, that's not a surprise that he would go back to the Lakers. I mean, we all kind of anticipated that he was going to go back with LeBron. I don't think there was really even probably wasn't even another team that even. (laughs) decided to throw an offer out there, honestly. I mean, they probably knew that it was a sign sealed delivered. I mean, I I definitely didn't expect LeBron or AD to leave. They were pretty... I definitely didn't expect LeBron uh, because, obviously, that's kind of the whole reason he went to L.A. to win a championship, and he's not going to leave after a championship season. Yeah, and they've, they've, they've added some good uh, some good pieces around them. I mean, they've lost some, place, some players like Avery Bradley. Um, he went to uh, the Miami Heat. Two-year deal, um, but they added two really big pieces. They added Montrez Harrell for two years, nineteen million, and Marcus Saul for two years, five point three million. Uh, which both of those deals are are, are, that's a, are pretty good value. That's a steal because Marcus Saul is definitely worth more than five point three for two years. I feel like. I mean, they're losing Dwight Howard, and they're Woo. gaining Marcus Saul and. Montrez Harrell. I would say that that's that's an upgrade. Well, Montrez Harrell wasn't he the sixth man of the year this year? So, well, from what I watched, Dwight Howard didn't really do much last season, but he was really just a big body for them whenever they well, needed. In, in the finals, I feel like he gave uh, Bam some trouble from time to time. Um, but maybe maybe their their most important offseason acquisition is probably Dennis Schroeder um, to give them somebody that can. Uh, facilitate, create plays off the dribble, get other guys involved. They really didn't have that last. I mean, they had Rajon Rondo, but Rondo can't shoot. So, right. you th- do you think you thought Schroeder was better than Rondo? Well, you got to think Dennis Schroeder can shoot. Um, he looks for his shot more than Rondo does. Rondo looks to pass um, all the time, pretty much. So, and, and Schroeder can still pass and make plays, um, but I feel like that. I feel like he fits the Lakers' offense better. I actually, surprisingly enough, I actually agree with you because LeBron gets in these modes uh, where he wants to literally just pass all the time, and I feel like what he needs, um, he needs somebody else that's going to shoot the ball besides AD. I mean, if you're going to put and, and LeBron, don't get me wrong, LeBron can score the ball when he wants to, and. From my experience with LeBron fans, which is very annoying, they uh, hey, I used to be one, so don't talk too much. <laughs> they, a lot of them are frustrated because they know he can pretty much get to the rim at will, and he doesn't. He spends a lot of his time, you know, facilitating, looking for passes, almost too much. So I feel like adding Schroeder, someone else that can score, would actually help them out. As much as I hate to say that, as much as I hate that it's happening. <laughs> Well, and they also added Wesley Matthews, even though I know he's not like a blockbuster player like he maybe was five years ago. But yeah. he's got he's got some shot ability to put up some shots, and 
create some buckets for basically him. So what I, it's not a bad idea to add him to them. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, Anthony Davis probably sitting there watching LeBron and Rondo pass back and forth. Like, what the heck are you guys doing? Like, just just put the ball in the hole. But so there's there's two deals that I feel like really stand out. Deals that you look at on paper and you're like, how did he earn that much? And I feel like one of them is Gordon Hayward, right? Yeah. So he didn't have a good year last year. He was not very good. And he got a, you know, he got a four, he got a, let me look at it here. He got a four year, $120 million deal. Was that with Charlotte? Yep. Yeah, that was with Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Jordan rolling out the bank bag for him. Um, Let me say something. Michael Jordan might be the greatest player ever, but he is low-balling the ownership. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, he's definitely not a good owner as far as that goes. If I could tell you, what a lucky guy. If I mean, I would take breaking my ankle and spraining my knee, playing about six games, and getting a hundred million dollar four-year contract any day of my life. I take a million dollar contact any day of my life anyway. But yeah, I was gonna say, let me let me be honest with you. I would take a third string point guard behind Rondo and you know all the best any of the best point guards and take but, that one million dollar year and be like, okay, I'm good. The point, point being, it, it supports Ryan and saying like in the segment of he definitely does not deserve that money because even no, even even with a even when Gordon Hayward's healthy, I don't I don't know. Like that, he necessarily deserves that money. So who? Would, so outside of Jason Tatum, who is their second best player? The Celtics. J- probably Jalen Brown, right? Is that what we'd say, or we'd say Kimba? I, I, oh man! I mean, you got Kimba. if Kimba's playing the same way he played a couple years ago before he got traded, then I would. Or was it he traded or he signed? I can't remember. He he signed. Okay. He was a free agent. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think that he saw the Boston contract and was like, you know what? I don't need to play that great. I mean, yeah, he's got a lot. You know, he's got a pretty good contract, but he's definitely not the player he was three years ago. I saw some. Uh, <laughs> I saw something about how they were making a big deal because whenever he left Charlotte, they didn't want to pay him, but now they have no problem paying Gordon Hayward. Oh yeah, well, and you know, it's not like Charlotte's in you know, all of a sudden got some big name where they're selling more tickets or anything like that. And obviously with COVID, there's been a restriction on seating. So I'm really wondering where this money's coming from. Is Jordan financing this out of his pocket or what are we doing? So we had, um, we had some blockbuster news last night um, between the Wizards and the Rockets. I know. So last night the Wizards sent John Wall and um, – uh, they just sent John Wall. Uh, they traded John Wall to the Rockets, and the Wizards in return got Russell Westbrook and a 2023 uh, protected first-round pick. Um, uh, what, what do you guys think about that trade? Who do you think won All right, that trade? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think the Wizards won that trade. And I think I, – I don't think it was by a long shot, but I, I think considering John Wall's health – Versus Russell Westbrook, I don't. I think Russell Westbrook's maybe been hurt one time in his career. Maybe yeah. the man's like he's invincible almost. But yeah, on top of that, you get a first round pick. I mean, I think Russell Westbrook. The thing with Russell Westbrook is he didn't mesh well with Harden because they both need to be the guy. Yeah. They both need to be the man. They both need to be the number one scorer on the team, and that just wasn't going to work with the Rockets, right. like with them being on the same team. So I think him going – and don't get me wrong, like will do I think him and Bill might struggle some too because Bill's ability to score possibly. But I, I don't think Bill has – is necessarily at a point right now where he so, can be the number one guy. So I think so here's I think why, he's more of a complimentary player, so I think that's why it will work out better for the Wizards on top of them getting a first-round pick. And John Wall's health, I think he'll compliment Harden better than Russell Westbrook did. I think it's a win-win for both teams, but I think the Wizards won the trade. So here's why I think here's why I think that that Russell and Bradley Beal are going to be a good duo because with James Harden, he's not a catch and shoot type of guy. When Russell kicks it out to James Harden, he wants to take three, four, sometimes even probably ten dribbles before <laughs> he gets his shot up. 
Um, where and you look at Paul George. Paul George can catch and shoot, but Paul George. I mean, let's be honest. Who are you taking? I'm taking Bradley Beal over Paul George. If it, if if and he, and I'm a Heat fan. If I'm Pat Riley, I I want Bradley Beal. I don't want Paul George. Yeah. I would. Paul George is taking a step back. Well, you don't need Paul him. George because Jimmy Butler is that guy. Like you don't need Paul George and Jimmy Butler. Like Jimmy Butler's just fine where he is. You need Bradley Beal to add that shooting range because as much as Paul George is a decent player, I don't think he's anywhere near the level of a shot creator. And even I think it's kind of unfair that Bill's on the Wizards because he doesn't have as much of a chance to shine. But I think you put him in a heat jersey, especially with Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic, I think he's going to do really well. I think he might even be a, you know, a bona fide, like, a unanimous all star. Like I think he's gonna get that vote because I think the, he'll be a lot of the thing better. with Bill is and and I, I respect Bill in a way that I don't respect a lot of Florida players. But um <laughs> wonder why that would be that you don't want to respect Florida players. <laughs> no reason. But um I think Bill had the ability to step back and let John Wall take the lead role of the Wizards whenever John Wall was on the floor. But I also feel like when John Wall wasn't on the floor Bill had no problem stepping up and being the guy. And that's mm-hmm. why I agree with Ryan and saying when Russell Westbrook comes to town, he's not going to have a problem being a complimentary player to Russell Westbrook like Harden was. For mm-hmm. the Rockets, you look at them playing and Russell Westbrook or uh, James Harden, he, you look at him like Ryan said, like he literally he, he prides himself in creating his own shot. So here goes Russell Westbrook down the lane like a bull in a china shop. And then he kicks it to James Harden, and James Harden's like, I don't want this. I want to step back, step it back out and create my own shot. James Harden reminds and, me and of the and one mixtapes where they're, like, trying to break ankles. Like, it's like he's trying to break everybody's ankles before he shoots the ball. And, and there was actually a report that came out that said that uh, James Harden actually um, preferred John Wall over Russell Westbrook. Uh, like, when they, when they presented the trade to him – he said, I would rather have – That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think it was – that's why I was saying it was a win for both teams. I think John Wall compliments the Rockets more because he's – he can score, but he's not the guy who needs his stats like Russell Westbrook. So, I think he compliments better as far as a, a pure point guard. Russell Westbrook – I don't think Russell Westbrook's as much of a pure po- point guard. I think he's – a, and that's – it kind of creates a problem sometimes when you have a point guard that's also your superstar – because, like, when you have another guy that's a superstar too, it's like your your point guard needs to be passed first. As far as if you have another superstar on the team, in my opinion. So, so I'm going to present. This is after this, we're going to switch gears a little bit. But um, for these are the players that got extensions this off season um, that were in their. I think they're going into their fourth year. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, Donovan Mitchell, and De'Aaron Fox. Out of those five young players, who, if you're a GM, who would you rather start your franchise with? Okay, so I, I got uh, Bam, Donovan Mitchell, um, De'Aaron Fox, and Tatum. Do, Tatum, and who else? Uh, uh, Brandon, Brandon, Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Oh, sheesh. Um. I think for me, oh gosh, for me, the thing is like, it's so hard for me in this day and age and this modern day of basketball to start my franchise with a big man only because like size is size in the NBA anymore is almost the Warriors made it almost irrelevant. Well, it's not even that it's irrelevant. It's just that even if you have size, there's no true like center anymore. It's more of a, you've got that's more what, of a shooting center. So that's, that's what I'm positionless saying. Basketball. You need a position of, you need a center position that, that can play like basically any spot on the floor if he's going to be effective. And, and, right. the, and that brings me to my next point. Bam is definitely trending to be that. So, so you're going with who? If I'm starting my franchise with somebody, it's going to be between Bam and Donovan Mitchell out of those five. You got to pick one. I know. 
I know, and that's, that's, that's the struggle. <laughs> well, then you want to think about it. I, I, I think I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. Like, and just, I think, and I think I, I am too. Yeah. I think I am too, only because, man, it's just because if Bam, he's he's so 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 close, but I just don't think he's there yet. I think he does definitely deserved the extension he got, and I think he showed out last year. But I still think I still think he's got another step. I think he's got one more step up before he's the guy that I'm like, yeah, I'm taking him and I'm starting a franchise. And that's well, like and, that, and no hate at all towards Bam because I love Bam. I love the direction he's going. I have no problem at all with him. I just think, man, him getting hurt in the finals was huge. But because yeah. um, I don't think he was the same when he came back. But I think – I don't know. I I still think there's just one more step for him to take. Yeah. Sean, who are you taking? Uh, I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of one of those things. If they were all on the same team, it would be harder probably between like De'Aaron Fox and Donovan Mitchell for me. But De'Aaron Fox is on the Kings, and until he gets a different team or they get better players to surround him, I don't think he's going to be able to live up to his full potential because – He's basically playing. Game. He's basically playing with that, his back against the wall, trying to fight to win every game. Whereas those other guys, they have games where they don't have to do as much because they're a solid the only point. person. That's a solid point. The Jazz, the Jazz. I don't, I don't necessarily think are championships competitors right now, but I think they right. have they have better pieces around Donovan Mitchell, and that does help because even even somebody like Joe Ingles, who looks like. Literally just looks like a school janitor. Yeah, I was thinking that when you said that. <laughs> like he, the man can shoot the lights out. His shot form, like, I'm pretty sure he could start shooting right now, and by Christmas time, he probably wouldn't have released it yet. But the man, when he releases it, it goes yeah. in. Like it goes in. He has got. He's such a good shooter. And even when you have that on a team for somebody like Donovan Mitchell, who, who is. A protege to the almighty D Wade. Like literally trains with him. Styles are the same. D Wade said himself, that's the guy who that's the guy who plays the most yeah. like me right now. For somebody like that, and who I feel like, honestly, in his at, at this point in his career, Mitchell probably has a step up on his three point game than at on D Wade at that point in his career. But I think Having the weapons, even just one like Joe Ingles, helps Donovan Mitchell out so much more. Because I don't even know if I can name another guy on the Kings besides De'Aaron Fox. Buddy Heald, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm going to um, hit this before we change. But, I mean, I was just pulled up the Jazz roster. I mean, I didn't – I forgot about Mike Conley. But he's got Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert. So, like, I know Rudy Gobert's not scoring, like, 30 points a game or anything. But Rudy Gobert does help that team – Especially on defense, but then you got Mike Conley, who's still pretty good for his age. Um, he's he's not as good as he was five yeah. years ago, but he's still a solid point guard. Yeah, um, I know you guys are going to say that 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 I'm biased and I can't put my Heat fandom down, but I'm taking Bam, and I'll explain to you why. I'm taking Bam because he's a unicorn. They they grow De'Aaron Foxes yeah. on trees. They grow, you know, the, the, uh, Brandon Ingram. I mean, there's I, I can name five or six players that are like. Oh, and listen, Ingram, I'll be honest with better. you. I think Brandon Ingram's overrated. I agree. Yeah, yeah, he's overrated. I, I think Jason Tatum's a really really good player. I don't think he is there. Um, and Donovan Mitchell would be my second choice in in this in this situation. But listen, the, those four other players. They're not making that play that Bam made to win game one of the Eastern Conference Finals against Jason Tatum. None of those four players – I mean, Jason Tatum's just walk <laughs> himself. But none of those four are making a play yeah. like that, right? So, I mean – and I think Bam's in the best situation of all four. I mean, just like with the Heat culture, Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler's going to be riding him all the time. Like, he's got the best culture out of all, you know, all, all five of these players – um, but I feel like Bam, Bam has no ceiling. Bam, Bam's ceiling could be better than Anthony Davis. If ba- if Bam gets a jumper, he's gonna be better than Anthony Davis because he's a better defender than Anthony Davis is. He's working on his handle. He may have just as good, if not a better handle, than Anthony Davis does already. 
Um, but that shooting and like and being able to hit clutch free throws and stuff like that, that's where Anthony Davis obviously has that edge. But Bam's only 23 years old. Um, he just turned 23. And now that he'd have him locked in for, I think, five years now. So they've got him for a long time. He's going to be the cornerstone of their franchise, even though Jimmy Butler is the face yeah. of the franchise. If you ask Jimmy, and they've asked him in the postseason, Bam is the heart and soul of that team. Both and, of them rightfully. You know, I'm so. sure. Right. And Donovan Mitchell is, I mean, he's obviously the heart and soul of the Jazz, but, I mean, what is that really worth? Um, but I, John, Donovan, Don, Donovan Mitchell would yeah. have been my second choice. Probably then Tatum and then probably Darren Fox and then probably Brandon Ingram because I don't yeah. know what Brandon Well, like, I, that's what I was going to say. Well, like you I, said. As soon as you, as but, soon as you brought up the five players, I thought to myself, Man, I, he's not he's not asking us for our last choice, but I definitely say Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yeah, is, is Brandon Ingram. Well, Brandon Ingram think about it. Jason Tatum is players, right? a, a souped up version of Brandon Ingram. Like he's ten times better than Brandon Ingram is. So like, why would anyone pick Brandon? Ingram? And he, and I think I think he's a year younger too. Yeah, I think he's a year younger too. They both went. To oh Duke. yeah, I forgot about um, Brandon Ingram going to Duke. Uh, which is which is yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I mean, um, I, I don't disagree look, with anything you've said. I don't. I don't at all. I think, and like I said, I mean. Bam has he's got a little he's he's got another step to go before I consider him like a superstar that's like per se but like you I mean you're right he has no ceiling he has he has he, he he's continued to improve and in, like insane amount of improvement from year this, one and year two and, and and this last thing I'll say before we switch gears to the NFL is out of those other four players Last year was Bam's first year starting. All those other players started mm-hmm. every year they've been in the league. Last year was Bam's first starting yeah. year, and look what he did. So, if we're okay, uh, I, you know, his your rookie point, year, and I get it. What I think what you're trying to say is, as far as trending, as far as like, if you're making a chart of how they've improved, and like, I think Bam's, what do you call it? His line would be what would be upside. way almost 45 degree angle versus the other. Well, and I think too, well, what makes well, Bam well, well, so, I mean, I'm not saying obvious, but like it was, he was my second choice probably, honestly, if I'm talking about it and thinking about it more reasonably, but Bam, like you said, first year starter, these other guys, you know, De'Aaron Fox has been the starter since he was, you know, a rookie. I'm pretty sure Donovan Mitchell has too. Jason Tatum has like, they've all had years to show what they're at. And I think that they've kind of shown that, you know, they're probably about as good as they're going to get. They could get a little better, but I feel like Bam has the most, you know, most. But, but be honest, go, but be like, honest with me, Ryan. Be honest with me, Ryan. Did you watch? What, who, who was it? Who, who was playing in the first round? Uh, who did the Jazz play in the first round? Uh, was it the Nuggets? What, was it him and him versus Jamal Murray? Mm-hmm. No, they, they won their first round. Yeah, they yeah, won their first round. Oh, I can't remember. Donovan Mitchell and, and Jamal Murray were just going back and forth. Jamal Murray is another player that you should have thrown in there instead of Brandon Ingram. Well, he he didn't get an extension, so oh, that's okay. why that's why I didn't really. Yeah, I forgot about I really the extension part. But um, yeah, the way Donovan Mitchell is going back and forth like that, you, I know you say, and here's the thing: here's here's why you say you say nobody the bam can't make a or nobody else on the field can make a play like that like bam did it in the eastern conference finals and you're right but can bam go back and forth like that with a scorer like jamal murray not yet he doesn't need exactly because he's supporting jimmy butler who can well the thing is he's doing everything else i mean no player you know outside of you could maybe argue lebron james is doing every single thing on the court for their team exactly. as the number one option. Like, but 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 there's Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's not being up the best Donovan player. Donovan Mitchell does everything. I'm saying if I'm picking a guy right now to go start a franchise with right now, I'm picking Donovan Mitchell just because his ability to put points on the board. If you're going to win, you need points on the board. <laughs> and they they did. It looks like they did lose. Yeah, they the did Jazz did to the Nuggets. Of, of last year against against Nuggets, yeah. But let's go ahead and switch gears in the NFL. Um, so this week in the NFL, I'm not going to run through every single game because there's some there's some stinkers. Uh, but I think I think I mean looking at the schedule, I think the best game is probably Browns at Titans. That's probably 
and I know we, we support the Titans on this podcast, but that's probably the best matchup this week. Um, it has a lot of – it has serious playoff yeah. implications because if the Titans don't win their division, they're fighting for wild card. This is who they're going to be I fighting just say for, how weird. for one of those two wild cards is the Browns. Can I just so say how weird to say that the Browns are fighting for playoff – or this is a playoff <laughs> implication game for the Browns. What are the Titans? Are we eight and four? Listen, what – so so it's eight. So Browns are oh my god! Three I think the Browns have won more this year um, than they have in the last the, ten. <laughs> yeah, the Browns. And here's the crazy part: is they've actually gotten better since Odell got hurt. Because Odell's so busy without weird. the dude. Um, I think. No, I think <laughs> I think that what it is. I think that what it is 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 Odell. Odell commanded too much of like the targets, and I think Baker actually felt. I think Baker felt. I mean, why wouldn't you? And now <laughs> oh, he doesn't have that pressure. He doesn't I have agree that with both of your points. I agree that Baker. Uh, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors in the in an NFL rock, locker room. Do do pressure to throw people the ball. Who knows what goes on? Like, I yeah, I it's, I, it's, I can it's not see Odell, and I know you like Odell, Ryan. <laughs> I know you do. But I'm going to say it. I can see Odell being the type of guy that needs his numbers, that needs his catches, win or lose. Odell is the guy that got banned from LSU for two years because he was passing out money when they won the championship. I mean, he's he's going to be a difficult player. And I'm not saying that. No, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. But here's the deal. If you're an NFL quarterback, how hard is it already to be an NFL quarterback? If you're Baker Mayfield – who was crazy talented in college. I regret ever saying that. <laughs> but he was very talented in college. He was very good. I know, Ryan, I think you liked him in college a little bit. But no, I don't uh, know. He like seems like a guy you'd like. He was kind of Johnny Menzel esque. No. But um, I like the way he, he slammed Colin Menzel Coward on his show that one time. Anyway, he's coming fresh out of college. He gets drafted to the Browns, who already just, I mean, are just the laughing stock of the league for like three years. And then you play, you suck, whatever. And then you get uh, Odell, and you're like, man, it doesn't make my chance to really do something with this team. But the the pressure rises because it's like now you have this guy, now you have expectations, but – you know, here he is over here. Like, what if you're sitting there in the locker room and and you got Austin Hooper over here? Like, hey man, you know, you got it. These are human beings. These guys are like, oh, I, I, you know, I, I really think I need, you know, some more catches. I feel like I'm not contributing enough. Whatever. Baker's like, oh yeah, man, I got you. Then you got Jarvis Landry over here. Like, man, I just got a lot of catches last week. I feel like I need to get some catches over here. You know, you're like, yeah, 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 man, whatever. And then it's like in the back of your mind, like. Yeah, not throwing to Austin Hooper over Jarvis Landry and right. Odell, but um, then Odell's like, "Yo, man, get me my get me my catches, or we're gonna have some problems." I feel like he's that kind of guy. Yeah. So, so who needs oh, this game? The more? Browns need it more. I think the Browns need it more. Um, I'm a, I'm a Titans guy. Yeah, and 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 this is a little bit straying off the topic but i think i'm gonna go ahead and say this hot take i think that our season relies on two things the titans season our success relies on two things and and we're gonna go with number one being um our defensive performance because sometimes it can be a little lackluster and i think Number two, and 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 I've I've debated it on my mind over which one I was going to go with. Number one, because both of these very much matter. <clears throat> I think number two, very 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 close. Number two is Ryan Tannehill's performance because anybody who knows the Titans knows we do one thing well, and that's hand the ball to Derrick Henry. I don't think anyone could mess that up. Like I don't even think Jared Garantano could mess that up. We've lost three games, and. I know at least one of them, Derrick Henry, did not do so well. Right. Oh yeah, it's obvious. Like the Titans have success yeah. when Derrick Henry. I think he. I think he has a rush over hundred yards. I remember watching a, a game, and I want to say it was the Colts the first time. One of the games we I was watching that the Titans lost. the The defense had a very 
solid game plan. Like they executed it perfectly. They shut down Derrick Henry and they made us throw almost every down. Yeah, and we lost handedly. And and and, and, and the Colts. You're you're probably thinking about the Colts game because um, they actually played decently well on defense. But part of the problem with that that Colts loss that they had, which they rebounded this past weekend, and um, and and definitely, I think, I think, I think, the, I think the Titans are better than the Colts. I know they split, but if you watch both of the games, the Titans. Are I think that I think the Titans. Um, the Titans have the beat the Colts, defense. and the Titans. I think the Colts mm-hmm. have a better defense. But here's the thing: they can't stop. They can't stop Derrick Henry. And if AJ Brown's not dropping passes. They don't have nobody and, that can no. cover him. Their best corner is Xavier Rhodes, and he's not. I'm not he's disagree- not stopping I'm it. He's too old. He's not what you're saying. I think that the Colts have a better defense, but I think overall the Titans have a better team, and I think that our offense is like yeah. is worlds better than their offense. Yeah, it, it, I mean we don't have Philip Rivers, so any offense that doesn't have Philip Rivers is going to be better than the and offense I think that does. The have thing Phillip is, Rivers. I'm not put, and the pressure's on Ryan Tannehill, but I think Ryan Tannehill has done his job. Well, he, they didn't bring him in to be putting up 400 yards a game. They brought him in as, as exactly. much as I hate the phrase game manager. They brought him in to be a game manager to make the. Why do you hate the phrase game? Manager? Because that's what they said JG needed to be, and I hate hearing that now. But he's. The, um, well, wait, yeah, he's been bad. Wait, wait, why did you hate game manager? Because that's what Jared Garantano has been uh, oh, called and told. Why. They that's told he needed to do that to be for Tennessee to, to win. Game manager. Listen, I love Eric Gray more than life itself, but we don't have a solid enough running game to let Jared Garantano be a game manager. All right. Off topic. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. But I think, I think, um, but Tannehill's not putting up 400 Tana- yards a game. Is what I'm saying. I think so. I think Tannehill has come in and he's he's done absolutely done his job as a game manager. Oh, I yes. like the term. I don't like the term when referred to Jerry Cantona. Right. Because exactly. I don't like Jerry Cantona. So so here's here's what happened. Here's what happened in the uh, in the first matchup where the Colts beat us, 34 to 17. Um, Ryan Tannehill was 15 of 27 for 147 yards and one touchdown, no picks. That's not bad. Um, Derrick Henry had 19 attempts for 103 yards. That's not bad. Um, the, here's where the issue was right here. A.J. Brown was one catch on seven targets for 21 yards. So they threw to him seven times. Right. He only got one catch. The factor about that, you don't know um, which ones were. Well, I mean, you do if you watched it, obviously. But it's really hard to tell from that stat, though. Was he you know, just defended well or you. did he drop it? No, he. I, I, I watched the game. He dropped. He dropped that. probably five passes. Yeah. He was awful that game. That's the worst thing I've seen him play. He had what do they call it in where, the yips. Where are we? He on? had the yips. I've never like, heard he that couldn't catch <laughs> Where are what? Okay, you got me. You got me off off my game here with the yips. But um, that's why I'm that's why I'm the host. <laughs> so here we are. Here's my here's my opinion on what you just said. Uh, I think AJ Brown is by far our best pass catcher. Mm-hmm. I think he's up there with the top pass catchers in the league. Man, I think he's. I think when he's at the top of his game, he's top five, maybe top seven wide receivers in the league. But I think that we also have, we also have two other very good pass catchers, and one of them I think is due for due for For Davis is his contract year, maybe. Uh, Corey Davis has been amazing this year. I think when he's when he's played, like obviously when he's played well, he's done good. But like he's he's done he's done better this year than he's done it. They just need to give him I one year contracts every year and make him play for it every year. <laughs> and I also think I don't know how Johnny Smith's doing, but I think Johnny Smith is amazing as well. He's tapered. I think it's yeah. almost time for them. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying to Ryan's point. I agree that when John when uh. Uh, AJ Brown doesn't play well. That our passing game's not going to go very well. But I, I still think that the the pressure's on Tannehill because he has weapons around him. So we have I got five games. So there's five games left on, for the Titans. Everybody's schedule. Everybody's got five games left. I'm going to run through the Titans' last five games, and you guys tell me what you think their record's going to be in these five games. So they got Cleveland at home, at Jacksonville. Uh, home against Detroit, at Green Bay, at Houston. Oh, good Lord, have mercy. I think we go three and two with losses to Green Bay and Houston. 
I, I think that's probably about accurate. Yeah, two, three and two. If it bounces the right way, which again I hate that, but I'm going to say it because it's the first thing that popped in my head. I think four and one's possible, but I think you're more likely going to go three and two. And you know what? I'm not going to say I'm biased because I'm not. I am a little bit. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been on fire lately, and I think he will rip our defense to shreds if we're in the same spot and he's in the same spot. We we always we always struggle against Deshaun Watson. He's got that Andrew. Luck we beat type them. Of we should not have beat the them the first time. I watched the game. Right. Yeah. If AJ Brown didn't just go full on, now, I don't think you were not, watching that game. I think game. I was watching that game, and you were not. I think you were. No, I because I was you're right, like you're right. I was, you all I was doing family stuff. Like, let's go. Yeah, I was doing. I was very. I was doing family stuff. I, was right. I didn't see the highlights. I, it was the first win-win game I've had in a long time because Deshaun Watson is on my fantasy team, and he went absolutely ham in the second half. But then the Titans still won the game. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this wouldn't be a proper podcast unless Brady brought the fantasy team. <laughs> Um, but let's let's uh, let's go to our last topic for this uh, for this inaug- inaugural episode of Cold Pizza Sports. We're gonna get into everybody's favorite subject around these parts, and that is the University of Tennessee football. I feel a little bit insulted about what you just said. I thought you were gonna say I, basketball. I, I honestly, did, I didn't hear. I, I didn't hear anybody. I'm, I'm muted. <laughs> You I, muted the mic. I, I, thought, I, thought, I, I thought I thought that uh, I thought that I'd hear a lot more grumbles, but um, trying to be this professional. Could, this is a professional this, institution. What is a grumble? This 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 has been by dictionary. It's like or it's box. free online if you just go um, to dictionary.com. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Or you can just do a Google search. Preferred, preferred method by far. This. The, this, so we haven't been able to cover what's happened oh, so far in this season because we're just now starting the podcast and everything. But we're gonna we're just gonna everybody kind of knows what's happening. If you if you like Tennessee football, you know what the story is. We're not gonna. It's too painful. We're not gonna talk about it. Um, but but I think I think all three of us are are out on Jeremy Pruitt. So these last whatever they got two or three four games. I don't really know what could happen that would change the way that we look at things with this team and and with the the future of the program because I don't think Bill no. Homer's firing not this year at least. Um, but if Harrison Bailey, if Harrison Bailey gets the start on Saturday, that tells me that Jeremy Pruitt is not the dumbest person in the world. I already think he's the dumbest person <laughs> in the world, so he has a chance to totally redeem so. himself. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say this because I was kind of hoping we would get to this this topic just in case I've been making notes. Um, so they said he said he would play. Uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to be proven that he is still the dumbest person because he's probably going to not put him in until like five minutes left in the fourth when we're down 65 to two. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother story. Um, I don't think he's going to start, though. Hey, we got to save his prize. His prize pony is Jared Garantano. He's going to let him throw at least three pick sixes before he pulls in. So we're going to here's, here's what I want to do. I want to give you guys. Um, I want to give you guys oh, Jared Garantano and uh, Harrison Harrison oh, Bailey. Stack. This ought to be fun. Actually, I, well. So, Harrison Bailey, he is at 175 yards total, and he's zero touchdowns with two picks, um, and he's uh, got a 49.3 QBR. Jared Garantano, who's played in more games, obviously, got way more chances. He's at 1,112 yards and, and six touchdowns to four picks, and his QBR he only has four picks is 55. Oh, that's fun. Fifty-five point two, yeah, and, and I think they've all four been. Of them I think have, they've all been. Think, oh, which is oh, is it four? Which four is, of them have the I one think, at Georgia I thought it was, was three, not, but three. Yeah, he's only three. Or no, two at Kentucky was it? Was it? <laughs> now that now this this doesn't even yeah, count. No. But you said fumbles. six. Was it six touchdowns? No, it's six, six touchdowns, touchdowns to three picks. Pick so, yeah. 
So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's and I'll go ahead and say this. It's unfair so, to grade Harrison it, Bailey on those two picks because one of them, he was in a bad position and it bounced off the receiver's hands into the defense. So, like, it wasn't like he just threw a bad pass. Like, Oh, I mean, neither of the picks Haley – Haley, Harrison Bailey has thrown were his fault. Right. I watched the game. I I saw it was pretty, pretty sure it was Arkansas. Yeah, it was. Um, first of all, we ran the ball like eight straight times before we even let him throw, and then he threw it on a fourth down. Yeah. And um, and it, I mean, he it was a I thought it was a decent throw. I, it it bounced off the receiver. It was a slant. Bounced off the receiver's uh. Close to close to his shoulder, it's definitely catchable. Bounce up in the air, and then it got picked. I mean, would you would you would you guys like would you guys like sure. to know a really really crazy stat? Listen to this. So Jared Garantano, in his four years oh, at the University of Tennessee, he, he's got thirty eight touchdowns Woo. to seventeen interceptions. Tyler Bray, in his last year at Tennessee. Was thirty four <laughs> touchdowns to twelve. Picks. Oh, that's so depressing. In in one year, he almost matched his oh touchdowns for his career. I'm not surprised, but that's depressing. So, and he had a hundred and forty six point three QBR. The best JG's ever had was looks like last year he had a hundred and forty four quarterback mm-hmm. rating. Um. And he was 16 touchdowns to eight picks, um, but we're well, we can't compare Tyler Bray to to JG, even though Tyler Bray was a worse recruit coming out of high well, Tyler school. Tyler Bray was JG. a five star, I'm pretty sure, um, wasn't he? But Tyler, t- oh no, he was a three star. Um, yeah, yeah, but he knew how to sling that tater. He did sling the tater. tater. He also had some very good wide receivers. Um, yeah, yeah. When you were talking about AJ Brown, yeah. I was thinking yeah, AJ Brown's did. catch. Like run after catch ability reminds me of Cordero. Was that Denarius Moore's yeah. days? Yeah, it, that was Denarius Moore days. That was Cordero Patterson, Justin yeah. Hunter, Michael Rivera. Oh, he definitely had a better uh, team. Rajon I'm telling you, and here's but the here's thing: the thing. The, every here's single thing. one of those pass no. catchers went to the NFL. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on. Yes, Tyler Bray had a better supporting cast, but is it really by that much? I'm taking Eric Gray over Rajon Neal. I'm taking Josh Palmer over probably probably taking him over uh, – I don't know. Am I taking him over Justin Hunter? That's pretty close. <laughs> um, but Michael Rivera is better than any tight end that – We've had in a while. better than any tight end that – Well, considering um, we're on our third JG string tight end yeah. because but, the other two are hurt. <laughs> but JG has a – JG has a way better I defense. Think Ethan uh, There's no arguing that. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I know that was South Series defense that sucked that last year, but I don't know. This defense lately has played pretty much the same way. No. Oh, I no, do remember. I don't think you remember how bad that defense was. That defense was that that defense was was so awful. I can't even tell you a player that played on that defense. AJ Johnson, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was on that I think team. That was, I think he had already been. been out of the, I think he that was like a year or two after he got uh, the charges against him. But anyway, I I, I thought Bray's time was before AJ Johnson but, or right. I don't know. So here's what here's what's um here's what, what, what what's pretty crazy is for their career, and this is JG's fourth year. He may even be entering into a five a fifth year next year. He's at 38 touchdowns and 17 picks for his career. Tyler Bray for his career was 69 touchdowns to 28 picks. So, it doesn't matter what JG does next year. He's probably not catching him. And, and, and what Tyler Bray did in just three years, he's not catching him. In probably five. not, though. So, but, um, you know, what – what do you guys? What What do you guys anticipate? First of all, I want to start. Well, how do you think this is I do not disagree with anything you said about Tyler Bray versus Garantano because it's not even close. I think if we I think if we had Tyler Bray, if we slide Tyler Bray literally in the quarterback slot right now, we're probably over five hundred. I mean, we're definitely not losing to Kentucky and Arkansas and. In yeah, probably not Auburn. Either. Probably not Auburn. 
Yeah. You're still losing. Yeah. Are to we Georgia. still losing still to Georgia? Losing to Bama. Without, whew, that's a good point. I don't know. That game was really oh, it was close. close until the second and, half. And the only reason it why. Close after the second half. It, here's the thing, though. JG made that game close, and he only right. threw like JG, two passes. JG made Tyler the game. Brett. He kept the game close with two good passes to Palmer, and then he threw the game away with like four turnovers in the second half. I don't think Tyler Bray would have yeah. fumbled twice and threw a pick. So, what else? What do you think the score is going to be? Yeah. Honestly, this this Saturday. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it matters whether Bailey or JG starts. I think I think Florida. If I were to give you, if I would do a point a point projection, it would probably be I would have Florida fifty one, Tennessee. 17. Braden, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go Florida 35-13. Oh, wow. You're underestimating Kyle Trask, I think. Um, and I hate to say that. Like, it gives me chills down my spine to have to say that. Um, so, I'm thinking – because I don't see them having to kick a field goal. I just don't. They're gonna. They may have to punt, but I don't see them having to kick a field Thirty-five goal. is five touchdowns. I, yeah, I know. Kyle Trask has thrown for six touchdowns a couple games this year, and that was against decent teams. Um, I say, I honestly say it's going to be. I'll go ahead and give them a field goal. I'll say forty-five to. Mm, you said you don't think they're going to kick a field I didn't goal. I think and they will, but give I'll go them a give field goal. One. I'll go ahead and give them one. Um, I think it's going to be forty-five to thirteen. I think we kick two field goals and get one touchdown somehow, miraculously. I, I, I don't think either of you understand what each of you are saying, but um, I don't think you understand what Braden's saying. Um, but I, this is not going to be a close game, no matter how you slice it. Whether JG plays the whole game or whether Harrison Bailey plays the whole game, that's I don't think it's going to make a difference. Harrison Bailey doesn't um, have the experience, and that's our coaching yeah. staff's fault because they didn't develop him before the season. It's Winky's fault and it's Pruitt's fault for not giving him better chances to try because you can't tell me that Pruitt put him in situations that were easy for him to get experience because he was already trying to play from behind three touchdowns well, behind. I mean, you put him in for the last eight minutes of a game that you've already lost. I mean, you're playing against, you're probably playing against second-string defenses too. I mean, he's lucky he's even getting any game time at all. It's garbage time. It's helping, yeah, maybe a little, giving him at least some kind of game experience, but I don't think it's a game-changer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just – I. It's going to be bad, and I, 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 all I can say for Tennessee is they better hope Caden Salter signs that dotted line very early soon. signing day. Yeah, he he better hurry up because every day that goes by is more of an opportunity for other schools to make fun yeah. of us and get him to switch. We already lost a five star linebacker earlier this week. We can't lose Caden Salter because if we lose Caden Salter and Harrison Bailey doesn't develop. Where Tennessee football is unwatchable for the next two, three years. I mean, maybe anyway, but like, you know, it'd be nice to get another highly recruited player in here at quarterback and see. I mean, shoot, we should be able to get one out of three between JG, Harrison Bailey, and, and Caden Salter. I, I like, I like Caden Salter. I haven't seen a lot about him, but I know he's pretty stoked about coming here. And a lot of our recruits have have backed out, even. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm interested to see if Harrison Bailey plays. I think that I'll watch more of the game than I will if JG plays. If JG starts, I may watch the first quarter, maybe, and and then I'm done because there's no way they if they keep interesting in the first quarter, we know what's going to happen <laughs> after halftime. It's an avalanche. Here's my completely honest opinion. If you want it, you may not like it, but I think. Right now, at this very moment, at this exact moment right now, I think if if I'm looking for a win, win. Like, if I'm looking for, hey, I need a win on Saturday against Florida, I'm probably putting Garantano out there over Harrison Bailey. But I think, and, and, and I do not like Garantano. 
not in like in the slightest. I hate the fact that we have to depend on him at all. But I think if you're looking towards the future, I think at this point you have to be because we have two wins out of like what six? It's like two and six right now, or two and two and five. Yeah. If you're looking towards the future, which we very much should be right yeah, now, I think you go with Bailey. You have to. And and I'll and I'll even throw this little this little gem out there for you for free. Uh, J uh, JT Shrout has had one pass attempt this season. It was a pick, granted, but I've heard he has improved vastly. Listen, and, and this is this is the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm going to wrap it up. If if Jeremy Pruitt cares at all about the fans, if he gives a single crap about the fan base, you have to start Harrison Bailey. If he throws two picks and you want to bring in JG, fine, but you can't trot out Jared Garantano on Saturday. You just you just gave him you gave him to be happy, and look what we've got. You, I mean, you, you, if you care about the fan base at all, and I mean, because I feel like you trot JG out there, and that's a, the that's a spit in the face. And I mean, the fans, most fans are already done with him, but even the hardcore sheep that love to sheep it up for any Tennessee coach, they're going to. Speaking turn of, you just before we wrap it up, point, the season is Phillips lost. Call on ball calls. What did you think about that? I did. I did. I, I think, I think it's all a joke. I think that uh, I, th- I think I'm ready to talk about basketball on the next episode uh, to get to get the spirits up. Um, we'll definitely on the next podcast we'll preview Tennessee's because I think the first game is a week from yesterday, so it's uh, Wednesday against UT Martin. Um, not a you know not a matchup that you know is going to be you know probably that interesting, but it at least gives us our first look. At this I'm excited. Really high, I'm excited about this team. roster that Rick Barnes is going to throw out there. Yeah, I am too. I'm re- I'm ready to see the lineups. Ready, ready to watch my starts. boy Eves Pons. Um, ready to see how the team break the NCAA block record. Yeah, ready to see how. Ready to see how these uh, freshmen play together. Everybody talks about Victor Bailey. I want to see. Um, I want to see if the hype is real with him. I want to see if Triple J has has you know improved yeah. at all. I want to see if he right. doesn't look like a deer in the headlights next year, um, but 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 I'm, ex- I'm I'm excited. We'll cover that on the next episode. Um, we'll, we'll probably talk about that first, and we'll probably we'll probably you know discuss the the past NFL weekend, um, Tennessee game, all of that. But we'll spend a good amount of time on the next podcast next week talking about Tennessee basketball and, and what the season looks like and, and what our expectations are. But um, 